Welcome, Supers, to the Entrepreneurs. I'm Super Joe Pardo, and I have so many stories to cut through today uh, and lessons to be brought out from them. Let's start first with the top story that I've been following for like almost a month now uh, China's Evergrande crisis, ticking, uh, clock ticking as crucial debt default uh, looms here. Uh, so that they are up to $305 billion in debt, uh, and that's hung over the markets for the last couple of weeks. But the crisis could deepen further if Evergrande fails to meet a deadline on Saturday night to stump up $83.5 million in bond interest, pay- or bond, yeah, bond interest payments, triggering an official default. Uh, Evergrande has already given... Uh, a 30-day grace period to make the repayment after missing the initial deadline back in September. It has missed since uh, it has since missed other key offshore dollar-denominated uh, bond payments worth around 193.3 million dollars. The top, the talk, the clock is now ticking on those debts as well. The sprawling property to electric cars. Uh, yeah, property to Electric Cars Empire, founded uh, by form- former steel executive in the mid '90s, has been scrambling to offload assets in order to pay back some of its loans. Its Chinese creditors are expected to be prioritized, with foreign investors at the back of the queue. So we uh, very much, like I said, have been following this story. Uh, so it looks like the date is. This Saturday night, if uh, they don't meet that $83.5 million, uh, by Saturday night, they're going to have a problem. Uh, and hopefully, they either get the money um, to pay back the, the creditors, at least make some good on the debt. We talked yesterday in a video about how they made one payment uh, for like $20 million to onshore uh, Chinese uh, bond, I guess it was bond payments or coupon payments. And yeah, it's... Uh, it's not looking good, but hey, we're not out of time yet. We'll keep following the story, and maybe uh, this weekend I'll have to do uh, an Evergrande update on Sunday morning. So uh, if you want to see that, make sure uh, to leave a comment down below because uh, I would be more than happy to jump on and track this news. Following up on that, uh, Evergrande teeters Chinese media walks a fine line. So as things have been developing with the Evergrande story, um, the hashtag, what does Evergrande mean for the real estate market? Question mark. And that's in quotes, uh, has been viewed more than 160 million times on one platform. I'm guessing that platform is WeChat, which is huge in China. Uh, but if trouble, uh, if trouble threatens for China's economy, you wouldn't know about it from reading the country's headlines. Apparently, they have just mostly been staying away from talking about Evergrande, probably to kind of quell the panic. But the problem with doing that is, you know, we have we have social media, they have social media, and people talk. And when you start talking about affecting like a third of the economy, a lot of people are going to talk and a lot of things are going to come out that you don't necessarily want to come out. Uh, and it makes it look a lot worse when you're not talking about it in the news. Uh, I could go to the opposite way here with, with American news and say, sometimes we talk too much about things and, and they last you know too long in the news cycle. But the opposite is people panic because then, you know, they're like, oh, well, they're not talking about it, but clearly it's a problem. 
Uh, only on Friday did the country central bank talk about it, which we talked about in a, uh, in a previous video. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of, uh, scary. Cause like they, they, you know, they have protests going on and people that like want their money, they want to feel secure. They want to feel safe and they're not, uh, they're not getting it. They're not, they're not, they're not even feeling secure in thinking that everything's going to be, you know, safe and secure and, and everything's going to work out the way, you know, it needs to for them as well as the rest of the world. Um, and which is one of the reasons why I've been tracking the story so closely, uh, day in, day out here on the entrepreneurs. So make sure you get subscribed, uh, follow along on Apple podcasts, whatever you're watching so on, uh, and, and track with us and, and hopefully this will be crisis averted. Facebook plans new group name to revamp image says uh, The Verge. The Verge uh, says new name could be announced next week. Company under scrutiny for handling user safety hate speech and Zuckerberg pushing into augmented reality. Yeah, so uh, it's it's one of those things where uh, and I talked about this in a previous video, so maybe I'll link that video up here. Uh, is how. Your, you know, should you save your, uh, fix your brand or should you start a new brand? Uh, and in this case, Facebook is pretty, pretty stained. I don't know that changing the name is going to work out that well. Uh, you think about Comcast, people have historically hated Comcast, even people who work at Comcast. I know plenty of people who have and or have worked at Comcast and hate it. And what did they do? Well, they realized, you know, people don't really like the name Comcast. And it has a kind of bad reputation. So what do they do? We're Xfinity. And, yeah, now that, uh, um, I mean, I guess in some ways it's worked out. It's worked out well enough for them to continue to use the name. Uh, but it's kind of gave them like a, a fresh slate to the, to the, um, to the consumer who isn't following along that closely. Might not even realize that Comcast is a thing. And over time... Comcast will just, you know, the name will just fade into the background uh, of history, even though it's, uh, was it M uh, well, NBC Universal, Com Comcast, NBC Universal, or whatever they're calling themselves today, uh, is is a thing. So, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I think uh, Facebook probably should look at changing the name. Uh, but it's it's going to be tough. I mean, it's it's one of the most valuable names on the planet. And even Google, who changed, uh, who who created Alphabet, uh, is still called Google for Google and for Google's sake. So, uh, you know, it, it's it, I don't think that was much as because Google has a bad reputation as much as like say a Comcast or a Facebook, but. We'll, we will see. Uh, so it's just something to think about. So I'll, I'll link that video up here uh, for you to check out about whether or not you should be trying to fix your brand or uh, just start over. The economic rebound is still waiting for workers. Despite school reopenings and the end of some federal aid, many people are in no rush to land a job. Uh, savings and health concerns are playing a role. There was one particular story I wanted to point out from this, uh, I think this was a New York Times article, um, where it was talking about a lady who decided that, you know, she she really didn't want to go back to the way things were pre-pandemic for herself. 
so she took the initiative. Here you go. So uh, uh, Rachel Eager uh, spent last fall at home taking the last class for her bachelor's degree over Zoom while waiting to be recalled to her job at, the New, uh, at a New York City after-school program. That call never came. So Miss Eager, uh, 25, uh, is looking for work. She has applied for dozens of jobs uh, and had a handful of interviews so far without luck. But she is taking her time. Miss Eager says she is still worried about catching COVID-19. She uh, would prefer to work remotely. And if she does end up taking an in-person job, she wants it to be worth the risk. Uh, and she doesn't want another job with low pay, little flexibility, and no benefits. Uh, the quote here says, says she said, uh, many, many people are realizing that the ways uh, things were pre-pandemic were not sustainable and not benefiting them. Uh, she has been applying for jobs in data analysis uh, and nonprofit management and other fields that would offer better pay benefits and a sense of purpose. Uh, Miss Eager, who is vaccinated, said that she has uh, had always been careful with money and that she built savings this year uh, by staying home, socking away unemployment benefits and other aid. My financial situation is okay, uh, and I think that is 99% of the reason that I can be choosy about my job prospects. Uh, according to this, Americans have saved trillions of dollars since the pandemic began. Uh, much of that wealth is concentrated among high earners uh, who mostly kept their jobs, reduced spending on dining and vacations, and benefited from soaring stock market. Uh, but many lower-income Americans, too, were able to set aside money thanks to the government's multi-trillion dollar response to the pandemic, which included not only direct cash assistance, but also increased food aid, forbearance for all mortgages, and student loans, and an eviction moratorium, all of which play a role into why, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's it's a you know this is a this is a real problem you know this is a problem for uh, employers to get people back is because people did sock that money away they couldn't necessarily go out depending on where they lived in and uh, you know the mortgage forbearance helped you know save ton like thousands and thousands of dollars a month uh, per person right so or per family uh, in, depending on how you know where you're at so you know it's one of those things where you just have to really. Um, think about where you are, where you want to be, and if you're financially okay and not at a too high of a burn rate of money month over or week over week, month over month, and are able to do it. Now, I talk about this all the time with uh, in regards to entrepreneurs that want to start their own business and like and leave their nine to five or leave whatever you know financial backing situation they're in and it's it's one of those things that you have to be able to create a runway for yourself and that runway might need to be one to two three years so that's a lot of money that you might need right but it's also maybe not a ton of money that you need the money that you need uh you know can be reduced by reducing credit cards expenditures uh i i don't necessarily agree with the idea that like hey you got you know you want to be a millionaire cut out the the starbucks coffee or whatever like we also want to live a life, you know, uh, so there, there's a balance, I, I, you know, maybe maybe getting the $6 drink every single day, five days a week isn't necessarily the answer. Maybe getting it three times a week is the answer. 
I'm not here to tell you one way or the other. Uh, you got to figure out what works for you because if you're unhappy, it ain't going to make a difference. You're not going to be very happy in pursuing what you're going for. So you got to make that decision yourself. Now, with that said, I did want to talk about this real quick, adding this video, and I will link this down below, uh, the real reason the economy might collapse by uh, Robert Reich. Uh, I assume that's how you say his his name. Uh, really good video. If you, if you haven't watched it yet, you absolutely should. Uh, it talks about how uh, the economy has become unsustainable because, uh, like, the top one percent have like ninety percent of the uh, of the of the finances in their control, uh, which is not good. It becomes unsustainable. And the last time that that happened, it was the Great Depression, uh, or led right before the Great Great Depression. So, um, it, you know, it's one of the things. It's like we need to find ways to get the balance of power back so that there's at least some give and take between the top 1% and the rest of society, uh, the rest of, of the world, really. So, uh, well, you know, I'm not anti-millionaire billionaire. What I am is, is I'm pro-people, and I want, you know, in order for people to be able to sustain any kind of life that enables even the millionaires and the billionaires to be able to sustain their kind of life, it requires everybody to be able to play the game of not monopoly economy. Uh, and this is why it's so important that, uh, you know, when we talk about the lowest end income earners that we help, you know, support them in a way uh, that enables them to be able to go and buy. Uh, I mean, he's a bad example, but a good example, you know, for uh, Henry Ford, right? Like, Oh, you know, why do we have the five day work week? Well, Henry Ford gave people off on Saturday. Why? Because on Sunday they couldn't, they had to go to church. They didn't have time to go to the car dealership and buy one of his cars. Well, if they can't go buy a car and they can't make another, they don't make enough money to buy a car. How's he going to afford to be able to produce the car? You can only, there's only so many millionaires and billionaires in the world and they can only buy so many things as this video points out. Like, hey, you know, uh, people can only buy so many pairs of jeans, like realistically, right? Uh, so many haircuts a year, so many this and that like thing. There's only so many things that those high end in income earners can buy per year. So the money has to be filtered somehow, some way back down to the lowest so that the majority of people can spend the money so that the businesses can earn more revenue. And it, it, it yeah. So again, go check out the real reason the economy might collapse. I will, uh, maybe I'll link it over here on this side. Uh, of the video for you to go watch and it'll be linked down in the description uh, as well panic ordering by retailers is making the supply chain crisis even worse supply chains everywhere have been hit by massive disruptions this year from container shortages to floods uh, and uh, covid infections setting off port closures Suddenly, retailers and manufacturers are over-ordering because of these supply chain issues, and that's just leading to essentially an even worse scenario, says uh, Jonathan Savior, uh, CEO of a supply chain technology firm, Quincus uh, told CNBC's Squawk Box Asia on Monday, the energy crisis, crises uh, in mainland China and Europe are the latest to royal the shipping industry. Uh, so this, you know, uh, my wife went to Target yesterday and she's like, uh, she just wanted to go buy a couple of jackets for the kids. 
And there was no jackets, apparently. There wasn't much of anything, apparently, when it comes to winter clothes or fall clothes. Uh, so not a great sign. Uh, not a great sign when, you know, you're, we're in fall. And I know that the seasons for clothes run differently than, you know, most things, but come on, it's, it's October and it's been like 70 degrees almost every day, except for like the last three days. So if that's the case, like there's still gotta be some kind, some kind of jackets or some kind of winter, uh, apparel left. I mean, we're not even at winter yet. We're still, we're just, you know, we're barely getting in the fall season. So, um, yeah, that's not a great sign, and it, this is part of that, that rubber banding effect that I've talked about in past videos where it's like, you know, things change, but then it takes a while for those effects to be felt, and in the case of over-ordering, uh, you know, there's only so many ships to go to go out, and people are fighting for that. That's why some of these companies uh, have uh, chartered their own ships, and, and, you know, bigger companies, Targets, the Walmarts of the world, have chartered their own ships to make that happen. Uh, and it, it, it will back things up where, you know, it's like, oh, what used to take 30 days, you know, 30 days notice to get that stuff from, from wherever it's coming from to here uh, in the States is now maybe it's 45 days, maybe it's 60 days, maybe it's 90 days. You know, it, it might be here in the States, but it, it's buried under other crates, uh, who you know, or there isn't enough truck drivers to be able to get the stuff there, uh, or trucks available, or even trailers available. If uh, if you know, it, depending on how the supply chain is for for uh, trailer manufacturers to be able to produce enough trailers. I know uh, last year we were talking with one of the companies that we uh, deal with and. They were talking about how their trailers uh, were already sold out for 2021, and this was like in the middle of 2020. I know I, it might have been the beginning of the summer of 2020, and they were already sold out through 2021 for trailers. So you know, there's there's a and then if they were even able to get the supplies that they need by the time you know to to be able to fulfill said orders at that point. So there's a whole like you know cascading rubber banding effect uh and over ordering is not necessarily the uh or i'm sorry panic ordering as they say on cnbc here uh is not necessarily going to help us at all uh it might help a few things here dribble you know dribs and drabs come through but ultimately uh could actually be worse for for everybody everybody involved John Deere equipment is scarce and pricey. The John Deere strike has farmers worried. Uh, let's see. Joel Everett was said he was astounded when the lightly used 2009 John Deere tractor uh, sold at his last auction in Strawberry Point, Iowa, for tens of thousands of dollars more than it had cost originally, fresh off the production line more than a decade ago. Bought new for $109,000. The tractor sold for $143,000 at auction, he said. It's not an isolated incident, said Everett, who has run Joel's tractor and auction since 1992. A lot of farm equipment, particularly used tractors, is selling for 30% to 50% more than it was going for two years ago at his auction house. It's been unreal, Everett said. Our last sale... Uh, was the biggest dollar sale we had ever had, and we're work uh, and we're fixing to have another in three to four weeks. That's going to blow that one away. 
Uh, and then you combine with the, the strike and them uh, not being able to get uh, new tractors coming out of the manufacturing plants. Uh, I, it's got us worried for sure. Uh, Eric Hopkins, the senior vice president of Hunley Farms, which boasts 20,000 acres of mostly vegetables in central Florida. Uh, they're already low on inventory and parts right now. A strike is only going to exacerbate things make it worse if it's if it lasts for a while not only will they have uh, they not have any new tractors but when you have a breakdown there's no parts your tractor is going to sit there and not be able to harvest or plant or crop which obviously in the farming market is to replay because there's only a certain window of time that you know plants and vegetables and and crops will last before they have to be harvested or they will just die right there uh and and uh, from my understanding, you you have to move around the plot of land in which you plan on because of the fact that if you don't, you will over uh, farm said land, the nutrients out of that land, and create a bigger problem for you and uh, every, everybody. So, yeah, this uh, this 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 could be this this could be <laughs> another chain reaction problem that we're going to run into. Uh, in the coming uh, weeks or months, as I said in the in the previous video which, about John Deere, uh, the strike, uh, you know, I think it's great that they want to go for more benefits. Uh, my hope is that it doesn't last past 30 days uh, because then the effects will really start to be felt for everybody. And I hope that the people at John Deere who uh, just set a record-breaking profit uh year for themselves uh, i think at like something like six billion dollars or 5.7 to 5.9 billion dollars for this year they're going they're on track to do uh real like realize that the bigger impact here is f getting the workers back to back to work we need we need them in order to get to uh not have a a, a, a food crisis as well you know and and scarcity there so you know it's all it's it's scary, uh, and and like I said, not to panic yet, but like like I said, hopefully thirty days is the is the max uh, that we they will have to uh, endure. And with that said, there's plenty of other strikes going on uh, that are going to the effects very well could be felt for for months to come. AMC CEO teases change to movie changes, uh, change business model, but mum on details. It's kind of like I, I didn't know if I was going to include this article or not, um, it, but I, I, when I saw who uh, they had on here, uh, you got uh, Trey's Trades. Uh, shout out to him if you're not if you don't watch him, he's he's a lot of fun to watch uh, on the day trading side uh, on YouTube. His live streams. But yeah, it's basically like no, like it's a big news with no news. Uh, in an interview with Milken Global Conference, Aaron was the first, uh, for the first time, told Fox Business that the world's biggest movie theater chain will soon undergo a meaningful change to its business model. He declined to go into details, but did say that the change will emphasize the new direction he's taking the company. Uh, so once meme stock, still kind of meme stock. In fact, I uh, to go along with this meme stock, I was uh, was it me Kevin on, here on YouTube was uh, talking about how the short squeeze on 
uh, on on GameStop hasn't literally hasn't happened yet. It's still it's still to be seen. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I don't have any GameStop or AMC stock at this point. I've I've, I've bailed out of both. Kind of wish I had kept in the AMC stock because I had it pretty darn cheap uh, compared to where it is right now. Uh, but you know, I, I, they, uh, they were able to get some, uh, some, some big gains out of the Halloween kills movie. And I think as, as Trey's trades points out here in this, uh, in this clip, look, people like to go, like people will still watch the NFL right on TV. They'll watch the sports, whatever sports games on TV, but they also still like to go to the actual game for that different experience. It's a different everything uh personally i don't i mean i like going to a baseball game but like when it comes to football i've been to a handful of them and football is the american football uh not not soccer uh and yeah it to me it's it's okay it's it's fine but i i'd prefer the experience of watching on tv on the couch being able to eat my my nachos and enjoy uh the game uh being able to pause tv get all the um the replays and things right there, uh, being in, in the crowd is it's it's cool, it's fine, but it's not nearly as an I don't know, it's a different experience, and that's what he's saying about AMC is like, you know, and going to the movie theater in general, it is a different experience. And with that said, like me personally, I've mostly watched movies in my personal movie theater, like here at the house. I don't we don't go out to the movies very often. Um, and when we do, it's a special movie or it's a movie for the kids. Cause I want the kids to still get th- that experience as well. At least until movie theaters are, aren't a thing when they're older. I don't know. I'm not predicting the future, but, uh, it is an experience. I want them to have that ex- experience, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go to the movies every, every Friday. Like I was when I was a, you know, a teenager, you know, 98, 99, 2000, 2001, three, four. So those, you know, it's, it's just different. It's just different. Um, and, and certain movies, yeah, certain big movies. I will, uh, once, once the pandemic subsides, I will go back to, uh, to, to the, to the movie theater. Let's see. We got a Chicago a Chicago pizzeria said it's temporarily closed because of the labor shortage, costing it five thousand uh, dollars. Its owner said job applicants weren't turning up to interviews. So the bullet points here, and I'll link this article uh, down below. The uh, pizzeria in Chicago couldn't open on Sunday because it's of short staffing, costing it $5,000, its owner said. The owner of Coal Fire Pizza said some staff had quit for higher paying, uh, higher paid jobs at larger restaurants. And the final bullet point, which I thought was most interesting, uh, which, I mean, obviously it's it's a shame that, you know, this, this uh, owner had to close close on Sunday due to not having staff. Uh, people were avoiding restaurant jobs partly because of the reputation of a toxic work environment. Uh, a pizzeria in Chicago said it couldn't open. We were closed today. I simply do not have enough people. So they wrote on their social media, uh, in nearly 15 years of selling pizza. This has never happened. Uh, coal fire had boosted its starting salary for cooks with little to no prior experience from $15 to $18 an hour. Staff also got paid time off and overtime pay and were able to enroll in a health plan with half the costs uh, by the company. 
Independent restaurants say they struggle to compete with bigger companies on wages and benefits. Businesses across the U.S. are suffering from a huge labor shortage, making it harder for them to find last-minute cover uh, when their staff are ill. Other restaurants have had to close uh, close with little notice after suddenly finding themselves short-staffed, such as Pennsylvania Chicken Restaurant that was closed for a day and a Georgia, bur- uh, Georgia Burrito Restaurant that temporarily cut its opening hours uh, after its entire staff quit. Oh, that's a, that should open that article up there. Uh, oh, it's on for Business Insider. I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to have to sign off for some of these. These sites, I just don't want to have to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Americans quit their jobs in search of better wages, benefits, um, and rising cases of the Delta, or uh, were also deterring some people from applying to jobs. Yeah. So I mean, it's a, it's 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 the story of twenty 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 one and the continued effects of what's going on. And and look, the biggest. Uh, companies are, they have the most amount of money. They have the most amount of funds, uh, and revenue and public trust, uh, for them to go to, to buy from. Uh, so they're going to have the best opportunity to get those, those, uh, employees. And that's why I, uh, I'll put a link the video up here, you know, where I talk about like, let's, let's change what the, uh, what benefits, what differentiators you can offer for your company to uh, attract people? Right, think, try to think outside the box. So, in one case, I did, talked about the uh, you can you know you can write off fifty two hundred dollars in um, in education benefit to your employees, so they can go and get tuition. You know, and you can write up to fifty two hundred off for books and the tuition. Uh, there's uh, pay you know pay work today pay tomorrow or pay today there's a you know companies are working with ADP and uh that other one I can't think of the name but to to offer these kinds of services so that you know the 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 it's just one less barrier to entry for uh for a potential employee to want to come and work for you looking at offering health benefits uh is another uh opportunity i i think it you know what's really crazy is, is the restaurant industry for years have paid people like two dollars an hour and then you get your tips and that's that's supposed to be enough and i don't um i don't agree with that i i, I think tipping is fine you know i have a love-hate relationship with it but in the in the short term it's needed because you know if you're getting paid two dollars an hour you need something to compensate for that time uh that in that effort and energy and all that that you're that you're putting into to being there so uh i i would i personally would like to see that change and i know it has changed across the country slowly but surely uh but yeah i mean it, and it is crazy right and this the the effect on the economy of Paying somebody with no experience and is a cook, uh, $18 an hour is going to have a ripple effect on everything, uh, especially if and when those big companies like Amazon, Target, Walmart are able to fulfill all the positions that they have and their needs at that level. Um, you know, you're paying somebody $18 an hour, like somebody was making $19 an hour and they're an experienced cook or $20 an hour and they're an experienced cook. Well, now they want to make more money too. And it, and it, it does start to create a, uh, a groundswell of, of issues, uh, for towards inflation that, you know, could take uh, a few years to, to catch up with that said, if you look, uh, if you watch the video that I recommended in a previous video about, uh, the real reason the economy might collapse from uh, Richard Richard or Robert Reich, you know that 
says that uh, productivity is the X factor of how these companies have been able to create so much wealth uh, so rapidly and wages have almost stagnated uh, over the last 20, 30 years. So, you know, these are the types of things where when productivity goes up, the wages need to be in check uh, as they, you know, to increase with them and they haven't been. So now you get the the, the Band-Aid effect of ripping it off all at once and then everybody feels like, oh, wow, like, you know, everything's going to come to a grinding halt. Well, it shouldn't because I, I, you know, I always say like, you know, if you're not um, giving raises to your your employees on the on the regular, if you're not setting them up on a schedule, you're setting yourself up for for failure uh, because you're they're going to want a raise at some point. It's like, oh well, I didn't get a raise every three months. I didn't get a raise every six months. I didn't get a raise every year. Now it's two years later, and I need all these raises. And you're like, whoa, I didn't prepare for all that. Well, guess what? You should have been because there, the cost of living goes up every single year. Inflation goes up every single year, 2%. Productivity is going up every single year as technology gets better, and you got to be able to keep pace with that. So I, I hadn't been talking about this. Biden admin backs down on tracking bank accounts with over $600 in annual transactions. Uh, so it, basically, they were like, hey, we're going we're gonna to track uh, any, any uh, transactions that are – uh, well, apparently it was in annual transactions. I thought it was any singular transaction of six hundred dollars or more. But it, you know, any bank account that shows six hundred dollars uh, or more in annual transactions, the uh, transaction limit is ten thousand. I believe it's ten thousand dollars right now. But if, even if you got close to ten thousand dollars in transactions, uh, it might it might uh, post a red flag for you to get audited by the IRS. Uh, and I, you know, I, I can't say I support this, uh, because $600 is not a lot. And I feel like you're going after the wrong people, right? I feel like the money and the time and the effort and the amount and the manpower to figure this all out, uh, you know, figure out where we can get, you know, capture more money for, uh, the, the economy and, and America, you know, in general, uh, should be coming from investing in the per, you know the percentage or percentage wise into the bigger companies right not to uh, you know Americans or that have bank accounts that move six hundred dollars a year uh, you know it's like saying like oh I have billions of dollars um, and I'm going I'm here to open up uh, I don't know a couple million bank accounts so that I could put six hundred dollars in each one of them. Like that doesn't seem very reasonable to try to. There's other tax loops, uh, loopholes, and and things that people have used uh, offshore accounts, even onshore accounts. Apparently, South Dakota is a big place to hide money. Uh, go. There's a video I was watching. I don't have it in front of me, but um, I I will get it and and try to put it in the description. Uh, and that's where people are, 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 you know, hiding large sums of money. And if that's the case, let's, let's make sure that those people are on the up and up, you know, to go after somebody who's like, Oh, you know, I, I have a bank account. I, I move $600 a year. It just doesn't seem like there's enough there. There's not enough money to be made, uh, to make, to warrant the manpower, the time, the effort, like, or, or the, you know, the money investment at all, uh, to, to find it. So I'm, I'm really glad to see that this is, uh, they're backing down on this. I, I don't think that it was worth, uh, the time, effort or, or anything.
I want to, to so finally today I want to I came across this article about a guy who calls himself Mr. 50k a day. Now I'm not here to to talk negatively about names. I go by Super Joe Pardo uh, affectionately and I appreciate it when that people feel that way and and call me that and that's where the you know the name came from but yeah, so former clients say online marketing coach owes them thousands for failed business deals. Now, there's a video here. It's five and a half minutes. I'll link down below uh, so you can go and check out the video. Uh, but the, this guy uh, is a Maryland man, Greg Davis, calls himself 50, Mr. 50K a day. And he apparently is being sued uh, because he was not providing the uh, the business results that he was expecting so uh, the NBC affiliate in Washington, D.C. actually reached out to, to Greg Davis, was able to get him to do an interview. Uh, and, you know, his reasoning was, well, I'm no longer doing 50K a day anyway, uh, but I'm not going to go and tell people that, hey, I'm Mr. 5,000 a day because, the, you know, the illness has put a, a, you know, stomped the brakes on how much money I'm able to make every single day. But the reason I wanted to bring this up, you know, yeah, I, I like I, I wanted to see like what is he doing? What's the secret sauce here that he's able to convince people to pay him twenty, you know, ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars to work with him to build what kind of business? Well, it's the super affiliate rock star uh, website that he has here, uh, superaffiliaterockstar.com, which is actually not a .com. It's a WordPress.com website, uh, though I did find he does have his own website. Uh, it looks like, but if you go to the main site, uh, it's just a blank page at this point, and there's this uh I was able to come across this slash coaching page, but I'll, I'll get back to that. So this WordPress site uh, currently has posts from 2012, just like a couple of them with a couple of testimonials and and all that. Uh, it kind of it, it kind of boggles uh, my mind that like with such little so. I'm thinking, okay, maybe there's something I'm missing here. Maybe it's maybe it's all Insta, you know, Instagram or, or or something, right? So I go to YouTube. I find him on YouTube. He's got 5,100 subscribers. I go on here in the videos. Let me zoom in a little bit here. Um, and there's actually one video where it says YouTube is where it's at, and that was nine months ago, 793 views. And it's just the you know, I honestly I haven't watched really any of these videos, um, but it's just very. Very interesting. I don't, I mean, I don't see any links to his like Instagram or anything like that. He apparently has almost 500,000 views, which, hey, that's great. Good, uh, good job, Greg. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just don't, I just, uh, I don't get it. So I went here, found this coaching page, right? And, uh, is it done for you two day in person coaching intensive? Six months of private personalized coaching, uh, true secrets of 50K a day, blah, 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 blah. And here's some testimonial videos, and it's $50,000. Wow. Okay. Um, that is incredibly expensive, even if we're talking about building up a business uh, from the ground up and, and delivering everything. Um, the only way to contact him, apparently, is through coaching at his website.com. Um, 
you know, I, 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 the the reason I wanted to really bring this up is is because this kind of stuff, you know, drives me crazy. Seeing um, people who are are coaching, they're not delivering. Look, you can if you can deliver on everything that you promise, that's awesome. Like congratulations, ding ding. And and then for any business that that delivers on what they they offer, that's awesome as well. It's when you can't deliver on what you offer, and that goes back to the people that contacted, uh, you know, NBC, NBC Four in Washington, where they didn't necessarily, you know, they didn't they didn't get what they paid for, right? They didn't uh, they, the twenty thousand got taken, and the results they got were nothing. Now, with that said, affiliate marketing can be super lucrative. It can be. It's not necessarily for everyone. It's one of the reasons why you don't. I mean, I have a few affiliate links down below for services that I use rec- and recommend. Uh, and and you know, you don't see me going and promoting them like crazy or anything like that. But there's a few links if you have you know needs. There's oh the you know those are the services that I recommend. Um, use them. Don't use them. It doesn't really it doesn't really matter uh, at the end of the day to me. But there are people who have made you know their whole living off doing affiliate marketing. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it, uh, but promising people something of that magnitude—I mean, fifty thousand dollars a day—is uh, I don't know how many how much is that a, a year, right? Uh, times three sixty-five. That's eighteen point two eighteen point two five million dollars a year. I mean, if I was making that kind of money, I don't, I don't think I would. I don't even know that I would want to charge anyone fifty thousand dollars to get started. I wouldn't even probably offer a one-on-one at that point. It would just be group teachings or something to that effect, and uh, working with the people at a much lower price to enable them the the greatest effect. Uh, in fact, that's one of the reasons I offer. I have a mastermind program of myself. Myself, right? Uh, in fact, we meet later later today. If you go to superjoeparter.com slash mastermind, you can find out all about it. It's about bra- you know, it's about supporting and breaking through the issues that you have that you have in the business that you're making. Um, and that's one of the differences that I offer from other people is I'm not offering the box. Like, oh, this is affiliate marketing. This is Lululemon. This is you know, some other kind of like build this business here. I work with businesses from people who come from a place of passion uh, for a craft that they do, and I want to work with those people the most, right? So they, I'm not going to tell a baker how to be a better baker, but I can tell them how to get their books right, how they can understand their numbers, and how they can get more efficient uh, from a business standpoint, how they can lower their costs, you integrate more technology, uh, have a better working team, uh, assuming they can find people to work with them on their team. Uh, and that, you know, I can help with that as well. Right. And, uh, building a better offer so that it becomes more profitable for that business, not necessarily, like let's build a business. Uh, with that said, in in my mastermind, I have a, a couple of people who are 
actively working on building their own businesses and you do get one-on-one time and it's it's only $97 a month. So you get to meet with us four times a month, the, the group, as well as with me once a month and you have access to me, email, whatever, uh, you know, email, phone in between for that support, for that accountability, for breaking through the problems that you know, the hurdles and the challenges that you are dealing with, with getting your business either off the ground or faster and, you know, to uh, off a plateau. Anyway, I appreciate everybody watching and listening to the entrepreneurs. It's so fun to get to produce this every single day, getting to read the news and and interact with the people in comments. And um, you know, if you have a story or a question that you want to, for me to highlight, please uh, ask it down in the comments below or in an Apple Podcast review. Either way would be awesome. Uh, I hope you have an amazing day, and I will see you tomorrow here on the Entrepreneurs. Take.